Hey, I'm Derek Watts, and this is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Here you will find in-depth stories on the issues that matter, while we also bring you exclusive interviews and analysis to help you better understand the stories behind the headlines. So turn up the volume and settle in. None of us needs reminding about the sheer frustration and potentially devastating impact of continuous rolling blackouts. Not least after weeks in which we were burdened with stage 6 load shedding and in February flirted with stage 7. It's a scourge that touches every aspect of our lives. And now, even death. Rolling electricity blackouts, disruptive, crippling for the economy, and for a man from Johannesburg, a horror story with unexpected twists and terrible consequences. Tumelo Bulimi knew that his elderly grandmother in the Free State was quite ill, that she was admitted to hospital. What he didn't know until only two days later was that she'd passed away. It was last April, the year in which ESCOM implemented over 200 days of load shedding. How did you find out that she had passed away? She passed away on the Tuesday, but I received a message on Thursday. So that's why they couldn't get hold of me. I still blame load shedding for my grandmother's death because the hospital in Tabanchu doesn't have a backup generator. What? I'm telling you. The hospital had no generator to keep the lights on. Dumelo was in shock, but load shedding wasn't done with him. His grandmother's body was taken to a local funeral parlor where she'd stay until the Bulimi family could assemble back home for her funeral. But like for a growing number of death care providers, their undertaker battled to keep her body cold enough for long enough. At the time of the funeral, the body left the hospital and it was taken to the funeral parlor. As a result of load shedding, the body could not be preserved properly. During the night, hours before taking it home, body fluid started dripping from his grandmother's casket. With his grandmother's remains decomposing after a week, the undertaker warned the family not to hold the casket by the handles eaten away by body fluids and definitely not to view the body. I couldn't give my grandmother a decent, dignified burial because of everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. This year, ESCOM has implemented load shedding every day so far, and for many undertakers, it's become an ordeal just to keep giving their customers what they need. Death is big business in South Africa. The funeral services industry generates a revenue of more than seven and a half billion rand every year. It's a thriving and highly competitive industry, but load shedding has thrown a spanner in the works, especially for small funeral businesses that have to fork out growing amounts of cash to keep generators running. It's 9 a.m. on a Monday at Gonyana Funerals in Johannesburg. Apart from business running a little slow, the lights are on. 
Lawrence Guanyana took over a thriving family business that was founded in the 60s. But these days, he feels like he's feeding all his profits into a generator. So you've got to make sure that, you know, the integrity of that body is kept. Because if the fridge is not working, that means it's going to decompose. So it's very important that we make sure that we always have constant power. Operational costs have always been high, but the COVID pandemic hit Lawrence hard. Contrary to what people might imagine, it wasn't just a case of more deaths, more funerals and more profits. You had one or two members of the same family dying within a week or within a few days of each other. And they probably buried the first one decently, the second one and the third one, there's no funds. And they will still come to you and what do you do? In a local death care market of about 70,000 small operators, only 10,000 legal undertakers generate most of the profits. Now add in a pandemic and load shedding that seen generators meant for backup becoming the main power source. Load shedding has put the very viability of small businesses at risk. We normally get 2,000 liters of diesel and that will last us just around a month or six weeks if we are lucky and we used to spend just under 30 grand for that. And now we're spending almost double. The law says that funeral parlors must have a backup system, a generator on site to keep storage rooms cool in the event of load shedding. But with the rapidly rising cost of fuel, how long can that remain sustainable? Dudu Magano is spokesperson for the National Funeral Directors Association. A disaster would be an understatement. At 30 minutes notice, we are on stage five. 30 minutes notice, we are on stage six. And that meant that you are going without power for a number of hours. You put a strain on, on, on income. Ironically, while operators fork out more of their own cash to keep going, families are opting for smaller burial packages. It's strangling even older and bigger franchises with much deeper pockets. Dove's head office supports independent franchises countrywide. CEO Jodine Smith. We could live with stage two, right? Because it was two hours of downtime. When we now start moving to four hours and six hours, we found that our business started shutting down. We had an effect on our phone lines. People couldn't call us. We had an increase in break-ins and the branches were vulnerable. Then, with generators running virtually all day, the cost of the diesel started spiraling. Last year, the company invested in a backup solution for all its branches. That cost us up to 1.7 million. We have 128 branches across country. So it was a massive impact on us. For many undertakers, it's a matter of pride to prepare the deceased for burial. An important moment for grieving families. But to manage costs, some are now asking families to bury their loved ones more quickly, at least within four days. That would never have worked for Dumelo's family. Load shedding disabled every institution he depended on to expedite the funeral. The first thing I needed to do was to get leave from work because there'd been a death in the family. 
They wanted a death certificate as proof, and they couldn't get it that side because of load shedding at home affairs. I then went to the insurance company to put in the claim. I couldn't claim without a death certificate. Without a death certificate to submit for an insurance claim, the family had to scrape together their savings to conduct the funeral. Tumela would only get the death certificate the week after her burial, and by then he was facing a disciplinary at work for leaving without submitting it. When a person dies, we believe in ancestors. We religiously go to the cemetery. But how can I go to my grandmother's grave knowing that I have wronged her? Even if families would like to bury their loved ones sooner, they won't be able to do that because everything else, the admin of making sure that your loved one gets that dignified funeral, is also delayed by load shedding. So it's a knock-on effect that I would never have anticipated. The days following death are sacred, punctuated by rituals that give the bereaved closure and pave the way into the afterlife for the deceased. Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu studies the significance of these practices. Preservation of the body, integrity of the body, extremely important, which is why you have these cleansing rituals where, for example, uh, the body will be cleansed using special medicine plants. And the idea here is to empower the spirit of the deceased. Since the ramifications of not giving the deceased a dignified send-off can be dire, some who can afford it go for embalming, a chemical treatment that delays decomposition and costs between 1,500 and 3,000 rand. I've heard that other African countries like Kenya, they provide uh, embalming services. You know, people embalm the body and apparently the government pays for it. Mm. So you see that. I think uh, the government can play a big role in, in terms of uh, helping to solve this issue so that it's not just the burden that is carried by the uh, funeral parlor. To combat outages, the government this week announced a tax incentive for solar roof panels. Businesses will be able to claim up to 15,000 rand. But Dudu Magano and Lawrence Konyana say that after investing so heavily in generators, the cost of solar, even subsidized, is way too high. And it's too late for many, like Tumelo, haunted by the memory of his grandmother's shambles of a funeral. Sometimes I feel like I've failed her. Sometimes things aren't going well for me. I'm a black person who does rituals. Sometimes I feel like she's turned her back on me. It's killing me inside. What needs to happen to ensure those in death care are able to preserve the integrity of bodies and offer the deceased the send-off they deserve? If you have any suggestions, let us know on our social platforms. Whether you're stuck in traffic, preparing dinner, or simply chilling on the couch, we'd love to keep you company with Carte Blanche, the podcast. You can find all the latest episodes weekdays on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify and wherever else you access your favorite shows. Join us for some unique stories as we make sense of the headlines.